Welcome to the Story Mode Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Munro, and I'm joined tonight by a Voltron of Podcastitude for delectable... I can't say delectable dilfs again because I said that last week, but, you know, whatever. Some good lads. We have Joshua Clarky Clark from the Jock Reynolds Podcast. We have Broderick Gordev from Hunting Seasons. And we got these two foolish Story Mode lads, Simon Evans, and Joel McDonald. Guys, it's a big one. How are we all doing? Doing kind of good. Playing. Very well. Thanks for having me. Mate, you guys are always, always welcome. We have some big topics to cover. So I thought we need a, we need a, a, uh, a group effort on this one. Don't know why I struggled to work out the word group. Um, <laughs> I, think, I thought you were going for something that... fancier, like ensemble. I'll be honest, I was. <laughs> ensemble. <laughs> I believe it was. Naturally, you didn't roll your eyes at me. It's a, I've had performance anxiety. I'm in front of all of you, and you know, just I can't get my words up. It's a five-hander, which is also, ironically, my Saturday night. So, um, yeah, it could also have something to do with the fact that I'm drinking some sort of like tom- poisonous tomato drink. For all my um, bespectacled friends out there, you would know my struggle. Um, <laughs> brands, if you're going to put something red on, like a red fruit, on a can of alcohol. Please label it. What? No, okay, because sorry. What's the perspective part of this? Because the glasses correct your vision, <laughs> so it shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. So this is you need new glasses. You bring up a very, very interesting for, for those who are for those who haven't yet figured this out after God knows how many fucking episodes of this bloody podcast. Jesse can't actually read. <laughs> can't speak. <laughs> actually, have you heard that rumor that um is it? Like Jesse can't read. Jesse's no, illiterate. No. Uh, Leia Michaels or Michelle, whatever the hell her surname is, the girl from Glee, the main mm. girl from Glee. Yes, can't uh, read. The th- yeah. The theory is that she can't read because you can sing though. Yeah, great. I'd give. Up, I'd give up being able to read to sing. I mean, you I can just do both. <laughs> we can't do either. You so can't do really either. like two <laughs> yeah. Mama. <laughs> now, um, as is tradition, as in tradition, we've done it once. But we'll start, you know, traditions always have to start somewhere. I'm going to roll the the random question generator to work out you know, a good question. Let us get to know each other a little bit more, okay? I hope it's about wrestling. Last week we, we got to speak. Oh, I hope it's not, because I would have nothing to say. Uh, last week we spoke about favorite cloth- pieces of clothing. Uh, this week we'll be asking the question, do you ever sing when you're alone? If so, what songs? Joel, Joel, you do. Uh, all the, I literally was doing it on the drive over to where I'm recording right now. Like, I, 100%. And it was electric yeah. callboy. I was, like, getting my screen <laughs> yeah. on in the car. So that nice. was fun. Yeah. All the time. All the time, without a doubt. Are you, Simon? Simon, see, you're the oh. opposite. I can't imagine you doing it. I sing when I'm driving pretty much the whole time because it de-stresses me and I find driving incredibly stressful. And also, when I'm at home and no one else is around, I will invent random songs to sing at my cats. So they'll be sat there sleeping, and I'm like, I'll just come up with some random little jingle. Go on. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. They'll be like, glitch, bum, stink, bum, stink, bum, big bum, glitch. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Hell's yeah. <laughs> Clip that. I'm going to try and put that on the end of the um, episode with like a beat behind yeah. it. <laughs> Just produce something fucking magnificent for that three-second joke. 
Broad, what's your uh, your go to tune? Are you singing? I am singing. I don't sing in the car much these days because I'm usually listening. I've got too many podcasts I've got to catch up on. Multiple footy podcasts, multiple gaming podcasts, other podcasts mm-hmm. in there. So that's Sorry. Music. Um, I'm usually <laughs> singing whatever I've been uh, listening to if I have been listening to music. Just go get stuck in my head. Like recently, I was singing a lot of the Gorillas out loud in the kitchen um, from uh, their new album. But I often, my favorite one, I do want to belt out a song in the car is, um, what's it? Uh, Shake, shake, shake. What's her name? Uh, it was should have it should have won Hottest One Hundred that year. Joel, what am I talking about? What's her name? Taylor. What's Taylor, her name? Oh, shake it off. Taylor Swift. Shake it off. Thank you. See, I don't know music. I don't know music. <laughs> I was. I thought that was going to be a bit song. for a second. No, yeah, like it's the biggest no artist in the world. That was legit me forgetting Taylor Swift's name and the name of the biggest <laughs> hit of her fucking career. That was legit. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to insult you, but then I realized I couldn't tell the difference between a tomato and an apple. Yeah, you have no <laughs> grounds to stand on. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't be talking here. I, 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 uh, my, I, it must be a Monday I just sing, but like my brain, when you were saying shake, 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 went to the song from shake Beetlejuice. <laughs> Clarky, what about you? Uh, I'm kind of a, a mix between Broderick and Simon, so I am really susceptible to like an earworm. Um, at the moment, my wife and I, we've been listening to Fall Out Boy's new album so much for Stardust on repeat. Really good. And that it's album really good. is amazing. Yep. Um, but yeah, just a, a song from that will just get stuck in my head constantly because it's basically all we've been listening to. Um, or like, you know, we have a, a routine set up in the morning, so it starts playing a playlist. So it'll just be a shuffle of like, I think it's like a hundred songs or something on the playlist or whatever. And it'll just be that. So some mornings are better than others. Like, um, I think one of the, I think some of it's from the hottest 100s is like, there's a song that's like, I saw Jesus do cocaine on a night out. And it's like this real, like weird, like low vibe electric electro song. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Like that's how I'm 7.30, I guess. Um, <laughs> but then I also, yeah, I am the same as Simon and uh, I will often sing to my dogs. Uh, I'll just take tunes of whatever song is stuck in my head and then just replace the words uh, to be about my dogs. Um, you know, like, oh, look at that mole sitting on the couch. Look at that mole. Don't come over here. <laughs> like, literally <laughs> just na- like narrating their life in the most pointless way. And they look at you and you realize, like, you know, they they have a lot of love for me, but they have no respect because I pull shit <laughs> like that. They're like, I understand that you yeah. feed me, you house me, you look after me. You got to pick up your game, Dad. <laughs> but the it's, price I've got to pay. You know? Yeah, it's the exactly. same thing with cats. The song tax. That's just owning cats. They love you, but they do not respect you. Oh, the you. cheese tax. I don't know if any of you people got that on your TikTok for about a month. There's a song uh, that was written by a guy who made a song that was about a cheese tax, and it's about dogs because you open up the drawer and you got to pay the tax, and it's a cheese tax. Um, don't look it up. <laughs> I... <laughs> It, is that why they're banning it? Is that why America's banning it? I hope that so. Song? <laughs> that and because a I Singaporean think? guy is apparently Chinese. Yeah, God, that Ooh. whole I can't believe that whole thing is in is in the Senate, and they just got it so wrong. And like, look, look, there, there's a lot more underlying it, which is actually pretty scary, and would basically give the U.S. government complete backdoor access oh, to yeah. every device in the country, and it is fucked, like proper fucked. But also, it's just welcome to politics mode. Yeah. Also, it's just really fucking funny to watch because they're all so clueless. But it's like, I, just like, I like the idea of them just like banning other things. Like, oh, we're banning RuneScape. 
Yeah. I've, been, I've been getting back into fucking old school RuneScape again. Hell. Oh, God. They're on you, mate. That's it. They're coming for you. No one has ever said something less surprising than that, Tony. <laughs> I recovered my original account that I made in like 2008. I recovered oh, that. The- I am. Beyond you know happy. what? It's it's a guy who's been off crack for like ten years, <laughs> and he has one really bad night. And he goes through lengths. He go he pu- pulls up his Nokia thirty three ten, and he's digging through contacts to try and find the guy so he can just get a little bit, just a little bit. Like, <laughs> and the worst thing is that I've brought my best mate into it as well. I reached out to her, and I'm like, "Hey, we have a question. Do you want to play RuneScape with me?" Yeah, and she was like, do you want to do some This crack? is literally season three of Breaking Bad. Okay? You can't <laughs> drag <laughs> others down with you. All right? Because <laughs> if that friend gets a friend who tries to pull them out, like... Yeah, that true. happens. True. You're multi-level marketing crack. Okay? <laughs> In the form of an, of an MMO from fucking is 2009. Is it an MMO, MLM? <laughs> then what's Final Fantasy? Oh because fuck, that's another one. Oh God, guys, I think I have a problem. You, you, yeah, yeah. Uh, you think? You think, mate? Now it's time for the real topic of the show. Um, Simon, uh, we're <laughs> brought to you today. Uh, we love you, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a problem. <laughs> <laughs> we all have problems, though. Um, so, yeah. Oh wait, I've been so I, 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 I do sing. Just go back to the topic that isn't the topic. I've been walking around the house singing a lot of Spirit Box lately. Okay, so apologies to my neighbours. But whenever Sophie, my partner's home, what I used to do, what I haven't done for a, a bit, but it was a running gag I had because, you know, I'm a comedian, <laughs> is I once made a joke saying they should, when we were talking about like, um, if they should have like a female James Bond. And I just thought Sophie Bond went really well together. So I would go around singing these intro songs to James Bond films as if. In my brain, all the songs say the word James, the name James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd just be walking around, I'd make this whole like verse up and just end it with Sophie Bond. And just get like really like theatrical in big ways. I'd take the guitar out sometimes. Someone call Shirley Bassey right now. I don't know if she's still alive. <laughs> If she is, if she's not, wake her up. Yeah, she's not, yeah it doesn't matter. <laughs> her, her, Tom up. Jones, get him in a room and get Jesse. Magic's about to happen. <laughs> Magic is about to happen. Okay, but we do have some um, some things to talk about. Like we said, we've got a big old episode. Some big old news happens, and uh, better get to it. But let's start with um, I said April. Bit of what? What are your thoughts on April Fools? A- April first. You know, you can do all sorts of bullshit online at twelve until midday. <laughs> And nobody, no, no real people do it, but brands love it. Mm. What are your thoughts on April Fool's? My brother Same got married as... on April first, and I was so upset that it wasn't a joke. Oh, <laughs> I was expect. I thought this was a really expensive joke, but it turns out they just love each other. Oh, <laughs> that's kind of yeah, cute. Same that. as. Same as Greendale Community College, it's eternally March thirty second in my house. There is no <laughs> April first. <laughs> April first. I, I used shit. to. I used to be like, I used to really like it. I just like, was always like, oh, what are the fun things that are going on? Like, I never was like pulling pranks on people or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I was like, but like over the years, it's just felt a bit more like, eh, whatever. But um, if someone I, pulled a prank on me, I'd cry. <laughs> I can, I can tell you right now, one of the biggest problems with April 1st now is that the stupid stuff that they think is a joke is stuff that I want. <laughs> 
Exactly. So yeah. McDonald's, I don't know if any of you guys saw this, McDonald's, they put up an advertisement, they're like, we're releasing a burger, it's called the McFry, it's a quarter pounder with fries on it, and I, would, I spent, I was, the, I was the entire day, I was like, just check the menu, it, like, maybe uh, they'll make it for one day that's, as a joke. That's the thing, I love it when they commit, when they that's commit the thing, to the yeah. joke like that. You can't like, do that to me, though. I, well, I mean, <laughs> Bilson's did, like, this, yeah. like, maple-glazed, um, like, alcoholic Ma- drink, it's maple and then they actually bacon. made it. It's maple bacon vanilla crepe flavoured. And they and had apparently two they've other made ones, it. and yeah, they've made this one. Oh, and I really want to try. <laughs> yeah. See, for me, um, April Fools is kind of like April first has kind of changed for me in sort of the past five years because my partner, her birthday is on April first, so she's the biggest oh, joke yeah. out of the fucking lot of us. She's not going to listen to this. I'm fine. Also, she makes the joke herself, so it's okay. She's like, going to listen to the show. Like, and subscribe. <laughs> I'm going to make you listen to the show, but not We're this episode. We're on so many different po- um, platforms, though, Simon. Po- iTunes, Spotify, <laughs> others probably. Other one. I'm going to make her listen to every episode apart from this one. <laughs> but <laughs> like, I, like you haven't talked shit on other episodes. <laughs> well, not not like that. Um, Someone check the tapes. Yeah. She'll be checking the tapes after she hears this one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, so obviously it's it's sort of shifted a little bit for me. But I love seeing all of the big companies get in on it a bit, and just everyone sort of have a bit of a laugh. And there's always one or two massive standouts. I always like seeing what some of my U- like favorite YouTubers are, have done if they do anything. Um, so yeah, like I I enjoy it for just sort of a backseat. Like oh yeah, everything's on fire today because no one knows what's real and what's yeah. not. <laughs> I, it's, Which it's is actually, every day. And we like, cop I, it twice. Yeah. Bringing up the, the YouTubers thing, the yeah. YouTubers thing as well. Like I remember when Game Grumps did like, because everyone was always asking for face cams from them. Yeah. And so they did an episode <laughs> of the like Zelda playthrough that, that was, was just the face cam. They, you yeah, know, they yeah, finally played Skyward Sword. It was the first time they played Skyward right, Sword. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. And it was just face cam for an hour. It was so good. <laughs> that's good. Oh, that's right. That was sorry, Check my wallet. I got credentials. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to um do something from the Story Mode account. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Story Mode AUS. Um, being like, oh, April 1st, we're going to make a gonna make a good podcast today <laughs> that's a joke but every fucking other podcast did at first we're all the oh. same amount of trash <laughs> god damn it but they were faster they were professional <laughs> yeah. trash but speaking of trash um a lot of game companies also get involved with this and they make a few different things so i've got a list of some of the ones that you know, stood out i thought were, were a bit of fun and there's one that i think simon if you aren't across it you should get across it because i think it's real um, first up, there was a fake Nintendo Direct over on IGN where uh, Miyamoto revealed all the movie actors from the Mar- upcoming Mario film will be voicing the characters within the games. So they showed clips from like, you know, the proper Super Mario and they had Chris Pratt's fantastic, it's me, Mario. <laughs> um, like as you, as you play the game and then you got like Seth Rogen in um, like Donkey Kong and stuff like that. It was fun. I wish they did some like original lines though. But the way it was delivered as a proper direct, okay, all right. IGN's um, usually pretty good with their stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, making it, as believe- making it as believable to a point as possible. Did you guys see the murder of Sonic the Hedgehog? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I did. Yeah, yes. I added it to my um, to my Steam account, but I can't seem to find it anymore. I think it's delisted. So yeah, they've come out. Awesome. They made it, it was on Steam. It was a legit game. Yeah. It was almost like a text based adventure with a, a bit of. Pss- 
phonicking. Yeah. I guess that's the term. I'm looking yeah, for. yeah. Um, but it's meant to be who killed Sonic the Hedgehog? Who murdered Sonic the Hedgehog? It was meant to be like a, a murder on the Orient Express style um, mystery. I think it actually was on a train as well. Mm. I've yeah. seen some yeah. shots yeah. from the train. It was, it was all it was all murder of the Orient Express themed. Um, in a sloth, they're the ones who make uh, Among Us, Amongst Us. They brought horse mode along. A while ago, there was like a tweet they made, and they made one of the little, 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 little lads. They got a name, but little fellas, weird, like, little fella, little fella. Little um, they made one into, into yeah. a horse, and everyone's like, ha, 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 horse, it's crazy. Uh, so they put it to the game. So that's something. They didn't try it too hard. <laughs> um, the Pokemon Company had a Lechonk Day, which shouldn't be a fucking joke. No, put some respect on Lechonk's name, okay. Um, but they had a bunch of merch come out, uh, gifts and Pokemon Unite. There was like a whole like Twitter takeover kind of thing. Overwatch 2 um, actually went pretty legit with it. They had some really funny patch notes that came out. All the characters had googly eyes and they gave them so all funny. unique voice lines and weird abilities. So the game was broken for a while, <laughs> but the footage I've seen was pretty fucking funny. So the, credit to them, they did it well. The googly eyes was very funny. Like... <laughs> I saw like a clip of that on Twitter. It was it made me laugh a lot. <laughs> um, PUBG is still around, which is a joke in joke, itself. Yeah. Um, they had bizarre battle royale mode, which had superpowers, zombies, and a monster chicken that would give you the fight of your life. Just okay. a big chicken. Sure. All right. And the one that got me excited for you, Simon, because this is pretty much like the most you think it, it needed a bit of Final Fantasy to be the most you think ever. Power Wash Survivors. Did I you see s- this? I that saw was that. So like, good, yeah. It was like I saw Power that. Simulator, was but it was like a, a vampire survivor style horde game. Did you play it? Like, is, is it no. real? I, d- I don't know. I, I don't think it's real. Unfortunately. You can make it real. Why are things not real? Yeah. If so, you can make them, just fucking do it. I just want to. What, what is this? Yeah. yeah. That's what I love. There's a jokes that have become real. My favorite one being. Uh, I can't remember who it was, um, but they they the April Fool's joke was a tauntaun sleeping bags. You know, like in um, Empire Strikes Back when uh, Han Luke. uses Luke's lightsaber oh. to cut open the tauntaun to get into it to keep him warm. They made mm. a sleeping bag that sort of resembled the same thing. Well, yeah. that was the joke, and then everyone was like, "That's the fucking best idea." They actually made it and released a it. A lot of I think Think Geek usually do like Think Geek. That's when what it think was. Geek were, yeah. yeah, they they always have one that was like, "Actually, this is real." Um, the biggest one that you could probably that you could bring up gaming wise, especially, is Pokemon Go. Like Google did that as a joke originally. Yeah, and yeah, then that's Niantic true. Obviously, took that. Yeah, years ago, it was like yeah. a, a joke. You could get, um, you could use Google Maps to go around and like find Pokemon, and then um, if you managed to get them all, that they uh, they would send you because they were hiring for a job that's of like right. Pokemon Master at Google. Mm. So you would be the Pokemon Master for Google. Uh, and I think some people actually did it and they sent them business cards with their name on it right. with like Google business cards. It was, yeah. And then All obviously right, a few years later, Niantic were, took the idea and made it a real thing. So yeah, that's the one that sticks out in my mind is one that like yeah. did eventually also, become true. EB Games had like the sale shirts a while ago and now yeah. they're actually products yeah. you can get like and kind of what one. They did a new one but, um, for April Fool's this day. They did slides and Fl- bum bags yeah, slip- and they, yeah. were the, they were the last Things to so you could collect the whole outfit basically. I love the idea that there's somebody at Revs for anyone who lives in Melbourne, they'll understand what Revs is oh who's selling pills out of an EB Games April Fool sale bomb bag. <laughs> <laughs> like that is a powerful look, the best. 
there was another yeah. one that you um, didn't quite touch upon, Jesse, that I knew, I knew of, which was fucking hilarious. Um, so World of Warcraft also had patch notes, and their patch notes were absolutely mental. Like, some of them were so fucking funny. Um, like I, were, I, I'm loving watching Simon pad this out as he looks for them. I'm trying to find the look them. on his yeah. face right now. Like, you miss out on something, and it's so good. Where is it? Yeah. That's <laughs> right. I found them. So it's like, Rogue. <laughs> All boots that rogues can equip are now called sneakers. TikTok integration now automatically posts a video whenever your character falls from a lethal height. And those videos are going to get more views for you than any video of you talking by a huge margin. <laughs> yep. <laughs> hamstring can now be selected as a vegan option called impossible hamstring. <laughs> That's very good. That's, That's loads very of, good. There's loads of like really good ones. And then like the, the World of Warcraft subreddit and the Final Fantasy XIV subreddit did a crossover as well. So all the Final Fantasy people were posting on the WoW subreddit and being like, oh, how do I do this quest and stuff like that? And then the Final Fantasy subreddit was like, oh, I need some help getting into Mythic Plus dungeons and shit like that. So it was... There was... The one that annoyed me this year was PAX Australia. I tweeted out saying, hey, uh, we have a job, you know, we're looking to hire, full-time role. Like, click here. I'm like, all right, all right, I'll do it. For an Ibis trainer, okay? Yep. Training the goddamn bird. No, yep. I want to work there and do stuff. And you know what the worst part was? They then retweeted themselves, the fucking gall, after midday. <laughs> yep. So I'm like, that's legit. That's legally binding now. I'm going to get yeah. Gwyneth Poulter's lawyer here, and we're gonna, you're going to have to fucking hire me, aren't you? Right, right there is what you just explained, why I'm not across April Fool's. This whole, like, midday thing, I'm fucking lucky to be up before midday. The idea I that don't. I can't... <laughs> Like celebrate the April true fools up before midday. midday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't think the the midday rule is not a thing anymore. As much, nah. I think. But I'm a dumb fuck twenty four seven. We know you don't know what the difference between an apple and a tomato is. <laughs> Get a new t shirt. <laughs> um, the other one that I saw was from um from Australian Nintendo uh, gaming website Vooks. Uh, at like yes. they were literally at twelve oh one. They posted this. And it was um they were doing Nintendo were doing a crossover with Logan Paul and KSI with uh, Metroid Prime, Metroid um, Prime, which was very funny. And yeah, uh, yeah. Has the, anyone tried that drink? No, no one's going to pay no. the money for it. No, I'm not. How much that. is it? We're not that foolish. Like twenty bucks or something a bottle. Are oh. you fucking kidding me? No, I'm uh, not no, at all. no. It. So I know it's, kids that have bought it. Is that how he's paying back for his um no, NFT? No, thing? no, no. So it's here's like, the thing. It's yeah. resale. It's 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 great. It's not resale. Retail. No, if there's. So there's there's two versions as well. There's the one that's literally it's just shit Gatorade. Yep. Um, which is the one that all these ashes and what have you are getting from Woolies. And then there's one that has so much caffeine in it that it is only yep. allowed to be sold as it's labeled a dietary supplement. And ironically, even compared to other pre-workouts that you could possibly buy in a fitness store or like a dietary supplement section. Does nothing else for you. It's literally just here is like four Red Bulls of caffeine in a drink that is sponsored by two guys who their job is being famous. I guess Logan Paul's a wrestler now, uh, but yeah. you know, hey, no, his WrestleMania match with Seth Rollins was very good. I watched it yesterday. Anyway, it, I, I watched, but it's it's all garbage. Really it's all garbage. Don't bother. Yeah. Buy a Gatorade. They're on people. special like every other week for two yeah. bucks. Yeah. If if Prime kills somebody, maybe he'll do a video with them. Yeah, that's true. Forest. 
Mm. What a piece of shit he was. Yeah, you know what isn't a piece is. of shit, though? This upcoming Zelda game, Tears of the Kingdom. Hell of a segue. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we finally got to see some... Yeah, that is... Look, no. You take that back. <laughs> this looks great. I'm so yeah. hopeful for it. <laughs> this has been a great year of gaming. I've almost fin- finished Resident Evil 4, and I'm like... Emotion, like I'm, I'm so happy with this remake. Uh, they remade one of my favorite games of all time and made it better. And the fact that I've had this two years in a row with Last of Us Part One, the console version, not the PC version, um, just makes me just warm in the inside. Now make remake Jack and Daxter, but I digress. I need and now to they're remaking. That. They already did that, and it was bad. Still, <laughs> the same now. Do it better though. <laughs> just do it right this time. Do it oh. right for once. Snake. I, I think yeah, they're doing it again, but not with. They're not remaking Breath of the Wild. They're remaking Benji Kazooie Nuts and Bolts and making it better. That's yeah. what they're doing. <laughs> well, yes, I have a remake. Yes. Uh, so yeah, we had a Nintendo yeah. Direct last week. They showed some other stuff. Who gives a fuck? We got to see about <laughs> thirteen minutes of, of Tears of the Kingdom, um, and. The main takeaways were there are four new abilities that our little little boy Link has. Um, one of them is called Recall, where he can uh, rewind an object's movement. We have Fuse, which you can merge things together, which uh, hopefully gets rid of a few of people, few of the people who complain about, oh, my weapon broke. I need my master sword. <laughs> you know, children. Um, you got Ultra Hand. <laughs> Which lets you use your sticky goo to stick things together and make all sorts of vehicles and and and, and goofs and guffaws as well. And then ascend, which makes you go up. So they left the worst till last, to be honest. But let's start at the top. Recall. In the trailer, we see a a rock falls from one of the sky islands, Skyland, if you will. Um, and to get up to the Skyland, you use recall on this rock, and it travels you back up, and you can glide to it. The very very cool. Is recall is just like ascend. It makes you go up. No, no, they got not necessarily. Is that? No, no, no. Ascend no. makes you go up. Recall <laughs> makes the rock go up. Okay? <laughs> it rewinds the rock. Come on, how are you not getting? Exactly. I'm, Can you smell what he's cooking yet? Time. The the it's puzzles totally, absolutely we're going to get with recall. Going to be insane. <laughs> I want to see this thing used in combat. There's going to be a boss battle where you use this, and it's going to be insanely fun. Can you recall like an arrow being shot at you and return it to the person that shot it at you? No, but there is a. I remember in one of the earlier trailers, there was um, like yeah, a spiky Link, boulder. Yeah, there was a spiky boulder falling down, and Link recalled it, and it went back through the enemies and knocked all of them down. Like, the, there's there's definitely going to be combat applications for that. Yeah, the thing I want to stop uh, yeah. an arrow like Kylo Ren stopped that blaster bolt. Yeah, God, and just, that was like, cool. freezing yeah. in the air. So, so wait, oh. you ultra hand it in the air, and then you uh, reverse it, recall it back to the person that shot it would be sweet. I, I think that I mean you were be... sent to heaven. I... <laughs> no, the one that the, I was listening to the Besties podcast and um, Griffin McElroy brought up a good point of like one of the things of the he show. was thinking of. Yeah, friend of the show. Fuck yeah. Um, please. Um, yeah, he brought up a good point of like, what if like an explosive barrel, can you rewind an explosive barrel oh, after it's been be cool. exploded? And I was like, oh shit. Like that would be fucking cool. Like, you know, explode the barrel and then rewind it, pick it up, and throw it somewhere else. Almost Give me a full-on Prince of Persia escaping from a collapsing tower sort of thing, and you're rewinding stuff to get up or down. Like, you could do the coolest shit with that. Yeah. Um, I think This the, is exciting. I think the mm. weird thing about it is, for me, like, looking at all the powers, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah like, that's really cool. Like, um, But also, 
because like Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, they're like such massive games. They're going to have to put like rules in them that have to be so consistent across so many different biomes and so many different things where I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, that'd be like super cool. Like to reverse a barrel or, you know, send an arrow back or something like that. But I think some of these destructible objects might be too tricky quite not like mm, to do yeah, it's true but yeah. there but there'll be like the one dungeon the stuff in breath of the wild though like that was i'm playing the breath of the quite- wild for the first time and i feel very restricted <laughs> it's because i've really? seen videos of people doing incredible things with the tools available to them like the the, the physics system they created to yeah. use what is there is way beyond what i think most people expected yeah they would do and like there are oh, these yeah. videos that come up on my youtube my the algorithm sends me 16 things you still didn't know about zelda breath like the uh, breath of the wild and it keeps surprising oh. me with the amount of detail that they have gone that is in this game the amount of things you can do based on the rule set um and it feels like to me with all these abilities this is them going cool people seem to really like that what else can we do what else, what what else can we give them to go nuts with um so my yeah. feeling is the opposite my feeling's like not what won't I be able to do? It's what else can I do with this mm. stuff? Is the yeah, feeling I, I'm getting at this stuff? I agree. I think probably instead of restriction, the better word is the complexity of the object that you can apply sure, the sure, power sure. to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Might not it can't be, be as every blade like, of graft. It can't well, because be look, I'll be honest. When I saw the fuse, I was like, excellent. Seagull on a stick. Where can I get it? <laughs> I want to do it. It's like, it was lit- like it was the first thought that popped into my head because that's just what my bad brain was doing. <laughs> well, so I many am going to make some been... ungodly creations with this thing. I love that of one of the, fuse, the fuses they make is just like you know, like this pitchfork. Just make it fucking longer. Yeah. Can I, I love fuse, that so much. Things together. How long can this weapon be? The pitchfork that's already comically <laughs> large. Like yeah. it's already huge, and then yeah. they're it's just like, like belting something with a bigger. pole vaulting stick. Oh, pole vaulting pole would probably make more sense. And when he like sheaths it on him. his, he sheaths it on his back, and it's just giant fucking antennas just flying <laughs> yeah, around above funny. him. Funny, so it's good. Like Broad, like you said, when um uh, Breath of the Wild came out, people, I'm not gonna say that they broke the game they because they adhered to the game's rules, but they they just exploited them in really yeah. interesting ways. So like it my favorite one, yeah. where people would use, um, look, I can't remember what any of the names of these powers were, um, the stasis. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, and they would jump onto like a big piece of metal, yeah. and they would stasis hit the shit out of it, jump onto it, and you'd have some sort of magic carpet ride all the way to you know Hyrule Castle. I love that they looked at that and said, "All right, like yeah. that's what you guys want," and it worked within this world. It may not have been what you intended, but it works. Let's do it. Because let's, let's see how far you can take this. I think the powers for me, the thing that makes me the most excited is so, um, just like so. As far as when I say I felt feel restricted playing Breath of the Wild for the first time. Um, myself is because everything takes forever to do. Like we're at the very start of the game, like I'm literally like yeah. maybe oh, sure. ten hours. Yeah, yeah. Ten hours in, yeah. I've done one of the four big things because I'm literally going around trying to do as many shrines as I can because you need more stamina because you can't climb for shit and everything is huge. You're in a lot of sand. Yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's the thing. These the the morph abilities, the ability to build build vehicles, they send the fuse. It fixes so many of the complaints that early on in the breath of the wild like later on in the game i'm sure i'm not going to have that problem because i'm going to have like 20 hearts and fucking 18 stamina bars um can i just say i am supremely jealous of you playing that game for the first time there is no game i've ever played that i would rather play for the first time than breath of the wild it is um, such an experience my older brother 
Gaz is about to play it for the first time. And I'm really? like, Time yeah, is wow. terrible. Uh, <laughs> it's shocking. But <laughs> on the flip side, he's also going, oh, I need to finish Ghost of Tsushima first. And I'm like, fair. However, get on this before it's too late, because, like, Jesus Christ. It is and too late. It came out it is... 70 years ago. <laughs> <But> also, <laughs> he is the reason that I'm he a Zelda fan. Which defunct. <laughs> yes. But, I mean, it was on day one anyway. Not the point. Um, but he's the reason I'm a Zelda fan to begin with, was because he got Ocarina of Time for his birthday when I was, like, three years old and didn't know left from right. And I played the shit out of Ocarina of Time. Fucking loved it. That's the reason I'm fucking obsessed with Zelda these days. That's also the reason why I'm buying this goddamn special edition <laughs> okay. OLED Switch. I'm glad you brought that up. Mm. Yeah, I'm glad yeah, you brought that up. I, so, so we bring up our second intervention. Yeah, I was going to say, this is the second intervention for this In this case, I think Simon's a victim. Okay? I am a bit, yeah. <laughs> because oh, he yeah. is what. He's a mark. He's a pigeon, okay? If I was a, if I was a carny, okay, and I need to get some, you know, some coin or somebody, I'd look at Simon and be like, yeah, yeah. Simon, this is no offense to you. I used to sell used cars, okay? Oh I, boy. I could spot you a mile away, right? <laughs> I may or may not a new car today. I may or may not have signed up to charity donations at the supermarket like just outside the supermarket the other day because I felt bad. See, there you go. I say this with, with nothing but love and a little bit of shame and pity. But when they gave me the follow-up phone call and they were like, hey, thanks. And then I'm like, actually, no. You, because there's a phone between tears. us now and I can say no. <laughs> the Tears of the Kingdom uh, Nintendo Switch. They've, rele- they've, they've announced it. There's pre-orders up. It looks stunning. Yeah, it does. I have such a complaint. And I, I rant about this a lot. How Nintendo can get away with fucking murder. And no one says anything. How, f- how predatory is it? to launch a new console with certain games. If it was a controller, I would get it. But to getting people who who love, like the devotion to Nintendo games is unlike anything else, mm. who will spend $400, these poor suckers, sorry, Simon, who uh, will fork this out multiple times. Like, this isn't your first additional Switch, is it? This is my second additional Switch. What? What, are you, what is happening? What is <laughs> Okay, okay. What? So. what? I I live video game to video game, hand to hand to hand in my and you're you're out here with your three switches. Uh, look, Simon, if, I told, I know, if I told you the amount of three DSs I bought, I might actually be crucified. Simon. I know I know polyamorous couples with less switches than you. <laughs> that is the best joke I've ever made in the show. Holy shit, well done. Thank you, thank you. Yep. Yeah, let that sink in for a moment. Yeah, you deserve that. Take a sip of your horrible poison juice. And no, this is, I'm onto the orange one now. Oh, okay, okay, you deserve the orange in, one for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. In, in all fairness, I understand immediately why you would hit the buy now button because that thing is gorgeous. It's stunning. I, I want to say out here, I it should have been completely. I completely disagree. I think it is over-designed and looks ugly. I do not like it. I'm looking at it right now. I think the green on the controller is terrible on one side. The white's a little bit better, but it's gaudy and shit. I actually look at it. I don't want that in my living room. Like I'm legitimately looking at it right now. I've looked at it every time. I I love Zelda. I 100% disagree with everyone. Everything everyone's saying. I think it looks awful. What are your thoughts on it being even being in a product? Like sh- should this the have product? just been a Joy-Con controller? Maybe one that works. That would be. I mean, that's selling. Yeah, that's selling. If you want to sell an improved version of it, well, that's a different story. No, mm. I, like I bought the Switch OLED. Um, I was kind of a pandemic gift to myself around my birthday when it came out. 
Um, but like my switch was starting to feel a little crummy, feel a little slow. There were problems with it. It's like, oh, I'll upgrade it and sell the, you know, trade the other one in. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do it for like crappy stickers on the on the. How much is the new dock? Just by itself, how much is about a hundred bucks? Jesus, because I've looked because I've looked into it for like streaming to just have a dock set up. I can just like put my switch in rather than Mm. like going between the two, and it's not cheap. See, I think very annoying. I think, um, uh, sorry, I I said Joy Cons before. What's just the Nintendo Switch controller called? The Pro Pro controller. controller? I think Pro controllers, like brand, not branded ones, like you know, oh yeah, limited edition ones. That makes sense. I think I think a lot of companies doing Xbox. Xbox has some amazing ones. (laughs) Of course, he does it. I've got the God of War Ragnarok one, um, PS5 DualSense controller. I think that makes sense. I think if they did controllers or maybe just the dock with all the accoutrement to be a little bit fancy there, not a whole new f- console. It, it it just seems gross there, to me. I think I'm long. Be it's not for a person to rebuy. It's for that person who hasn't bought a Switch yet. It's like ah. Yeah. Oh, I How many people You've got an original Switch, you got it when you got Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom's coming out, oh, I've been wanting that OLED but can't, fuck, there's a Zelda OLED, I'll get that one. Not That's to be- It's probably going to be a new Switch, Switch announced yeah, next right. year. It's the oh, yeah. worst time for this. Yes. There will be a yeah. new Switch announced totally next year. If, if this is for people just getting into the Switch market, they probably don't like Zelda enough to buy it. Like I, they're I so think, close to breaking records with that console. They're going to pull out every dirty fucking yeah, trick yeah, to try true. and like break that PS. I'm going to fight Doug Bowser in a car park. <laughs> <laughs> I've got so I I I'm going to be able to film that. Yeah, he would I, win. I, I will fight him. We get a plank of wood each, and we belt each other. So I just my sorry, um, my my sort of journey with my switches. Bought one on launch day, and then Monster Hunter Rise was announced, and you know, special edition Switch with a controller and all of this stuff. And I was like, "That looks awesome." I've still only got the the launch day Switch. I didn't get like any of the other special edition ones, like the Mario special edition, or the Animal Crossing one, or anything like that. Like, didn't didn't go for any of those. Fuck it. It's been like four years with this handheld. I I will go for the new Monster Hunter one. Mm-hmm. About three months after I bought the Monster Hunter one. Hey, OLED switch. And I'm like, well, fuck me then, I guess. Like, Jesus, that's shitty timing. But whatever. I don't need an OLED screen. I don't care. I'll be all right. And now the Zelda one's coming around and I'm like, all right, I'm going to trade in my original launch day switch. Yeah. Get a bit of money off it. And then I've at least got an OLED switch and also with Zelda and this, that, and the other and blah, blah, blah. But I'm still going to have two fucking switches. So what am I going to do with? With the Monster Hunter one, which I really trade, like. trade them both in towards it and get it real cheap. No, but I really like I think you could probably just sell the Monster Hunter <laughs> one for more than you get in a trade-in. But the more, true. the more it comes up now, the more I'm long-term resentful. So the Switch that I have is an OG Switch. It is the the Smash Brothers Ultimate one. Ah. Um, target. Beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. It's nice. It's black. Awesome. It's It sits nicely on my little my little TV unit there. And like seeing like the OLED come out and the new versions of the Switches, and I'm like, I keep on looking at the Switch, right? And yeah, I'm enjoying playing Breath of the Wild, and I love like being able to play Mario Kart on my big TV, and obviously Smash Brothers, I play quite frequently. But I'm just like, fuck, they really got me. Like mm. I feel I just 
there's just something about Nintendo, like, and the Switch as a whole, where I look at it and I don't look at it the same way I look at my PS5 or my PC. Yeah. I'm just like, I bought my PS5. I use it all the time. I play Final Fantasy VII Remake on it. Like, my wife plays Fortnite regularly. Like, I've been playing God of War Ragnarok, like, all these beautiful things. And my Switch, and I'm like, yeah, like, it's handheld, I guess. Like, I bought $400 for this thing that is clearly, I know it's inferior to every other version that is currently out there. See, for me, the, the, why I love my, I'm just turning into why, why, why the Switch, I like the Switch, but it's, um, <laughs> it, uh, the reason I like it is because it did exactly what I was hoping that they would do, which was like, they got a lot of indie developers on board. Mm. So it's my indie games machine. And because yeah. we're peasants here living in Australia and can't get like a, a legitimate Steam Deck for under like $1,200, um, you know, like that's what I've got. Cause I hear a lot of people being like, that were in the same boat in other countries that were like, yeah, the Switch was my indie machine, but now I've got the Steam Deck and it does all of that and more. And I was like, well, yeah, but that's what I want. But um, yeah, that's why I, I, I like it. Yeah, clearly Valve it's inferior. Hates but Australia. It's, yeah. Mm, yeah. Your, your situation with the PS5 is the exact opposite of my situation with the Switch. Same. Where I, bought, <laughs> I bought a PS5 on 100%. launch day. Um, and I didn't really, I think I played through Spider-Man and Miles Morales and both were great. Yeah. And then it's not that I don't have games to play on it. I do. I don't have the time. But my dumb brain, who is addicted to fucking Nintendo, will play Nintendo games day one. Zelda, I end up getting around to Kirby, which is a surprise. A fucking Metroid Prime I bought. Like, and a lot of indie stuff does come around. And I'm a I'm a dredge. Yeah, I'm I'm a Nintendo boy before I'm a video game. A bit like how I'm Richmond before I'm football, which we talked about before we started recording. <laughs> anyway, um, like that's me, I realize. And so the PS5 is, I'm really glad I've got it. There are games I can't wait to play on it. Fuck knows when I'm going to have the time. But the Switch gets me, like Nintendo stuff gets me every time. And it just yeah. comes down, I think, to your preference, ultimately. The, yeah, that I'm, one is there. I'm totally, just going to drag the totally conversation go back to Tears of the Kingdom. Because I I, do, I I had to go on that rant about the Switch a little bit. I see you, son. I see you. <laughs> I see you, and I, I, sad. I meant that in the Avatar sense, by the way. <laughs> yes, Avatar. Yeah. Way, way of water in cinemas now. James yeah, Cameron, jo- Magnum. Jo- it's actually, I think you can buy it now. I think you can rent it now. It's out on uh, Twitter. Hey, you hear that, Joel? Hey, Joel? You can buy it. Joel, you can watch it as much as you want. <laughs> Isn't that fantastic news for you, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, can I say one last thing on the consoles thing? Sure. There was about one Avatar? special edition, nearly. No, there's not really. The one special edition version I was very tempted to get of anything was the Majora's Mask, I think it was, gold version of the 3DS. Was I've that, got that, baby. That one, yeah, that was nice. It's beautiful. Wait. I got the Came Link it's Between Worlds. Got the Link mm. Between Worlds. The Link Between Worlds was very good too. Yeah. I, I bought too many fucking 3DSs, I'll tell you that. Fuck me. Look, if they made a red, black, and white Metroid Prime Switch that looked like an Emmy, I would consider things. Chiron would buy two. Yeah. Chiron would buy two. He and they bully everyone else into buying at least one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Tears of the Kingdom okay, looks good, though. Just going back, bull- to, to, but going back to Tears of the Kingdom, before we get too off topic here, we were talking about Fuse before. Now, the reason Fuse has been interested in the game, I think it's got so people are excited, is... So you can fuse things together. If you've got a sword that's about to break, you can attach a rock to it with some sort of magical glue. Um, if you have a stick, you can attach another stick to it. You can just attach things to other things to buff their stats, to make them bigger and better and stronger. I'm going to attach a chicken to my shield and I will not die. <laughs> just 
so there's five of us here. We can, this, this is a, uh, this is the vote. Who here, show of hands, which isn't a great thing for a uh, audio medium. Show of hands, who likes breakable weapons in uh, Breath of the Wild? I, yes. I'm not going to say I like that's, that's it. Because that's Joel's side of me. Stand it. Exactly. Yeah, that's. It. I think it's. I'm not like. Oh yes, yeah, breakable weapons are the best thing ever. But I'm like, no, I get it. Like that makes it. Yeah. More interesting. But yeah. Mm. I think the reason people can appreciate the freedom the Breath of the Wild gives you is there are some moments where it, where it forces you to explore that space. And I think in okay. combat, taking away your core weapons makes you think. Okay, how can I use these powers? How can I use the environment? I think it is. It is core to the the new sort of Zelda experience with Breath of the Wild and what we're going to get in Tears of the Kingdom. I, I agree. I think it's one of those things. There's been a lot of like when uh, Breath of the Wild came out, there was a lot of comparison between it and Horizon, which came out at the same time. And then similarly, there's been a lot of talk about like Elden Ring, which I haven't really played, by the way. But Elden Ring has sort of like taken Breath of the Wild and gone sort of the next step with whatever. But they're fundamentally different games. When you think about an Elden Ring, as far as I understand, it's not breakable weapons, right? It is you build your character with the weapons you want and the stats you want and like it, your spirit is the thing that's breakable if, yeah, yeah, but if Elden spirit, Ring had right, breakable right. weapons I wouldn't live long enough for them to no. break it's, it's, yeah, breakable characters more so yeah, breakable sure. Jesse but you are that is a game that is like combat and building that character that way is the point it's now it should be more plain than ever that's not what they're trying to do with Breath of the Wild with, uh, with Tears of the Kingdom or what they're doing with current yeah. Zelda which is obviously a massive departure from the Zelda we knew the the versions we got with the the very formulaic temple sort of one after the other thing we got from ocarina of time or even link to the past onwards basically yeah. um but this is what they want they're creating a sandbox and they're going we give you a bunch of tools a huge playroom to play with them in some very and dot them with little challenges along the way go nuts it's i do think, whatever yeah. you want to do i, I, I think, think sorry breath of the world sorry <laughs> Uh, I think I think Breath of the Wild sort of did a very good um, like sort of set the stage very nicely, and from what I can see, Tears of the Kingdom is just going to elevate this to yeah. like a almost mythical status, where it's just gone. Here is your objective. I'm not going to tell you how you get there. I'm not going to mm-hmm. tell you when you should get there, the right way to get there. I'm going to tell you nothing. Just you are here. You need to get over there. Have fun. Good luck. Yeah. Figure it out. Yeah. There is no wrong way of doing it. It's like mm-hmm. having a bit of Play-Doh and someone goes, make something for me. And what do you want me to make? Anything. Make yeah. me anything you want. I think Broderick made like the perfect analogy where it's like, um, you know, previously before Breath of the Wild, it was a blueprint, really. Like oh, they, they straight from literally all the way back as probably as far as a lot of us care to remember um, about the Zelda franchise, it was like, get item to do one dungeon. You might have an enemy later on, like one enemy that deals with that. And then Breath of the Wild was their step out into like, well, no, 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 we need to do something new. And I think in, in, in its own way, Tears of the Kingdom is probably the next step in that, whatever you, if you want to call it a new blueprint or that sort of new DNA of their starting point where they go, well, no, no, we can create a real sense of adventure. And like the new powers are like you know new powers in I'm assuming in conjunction with the old powers that you had before. Not that we really, can see so far. Yeah, though, like I mean, we can't really see them, but yeah. you know, you'd have to assume that bombs are going to be in there in some form. Maybe yeah, not I, like I, I specifically. I don't think freezes. they will be. I I don't think, and we'll, we will do a full breakdown of this before the game yeah. comes out. I don't think we're the same link. You think we're the hmm? same link? I I, I, I don't think we're the now. same link. I don't think we're the hmm. same link from Breath of the Wild. 
even after what the initial trailer shows us, which suggests heavily that it is the same link? I don't think it is. I think, I think there's been some sort of goof that happened, <laughs> okay, some sort of uh, incident. I, I don't think we're the same link. Uh, he lit yes. Well, I thought I, it I was will... Apple and turns out it was tomato. <laughs> I believe, well, I believe the rejected title one. was uh, Breath of the Wild 2 Son of Link. <laughs> just, just a link to, to the bring, link. Just quickly bring it back to what I was talking about, though. Just in terms of like the durability of weapons, though, I think when like people compare it to Elden Ring and stuff like that, the problem is if you go into Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom wanting the combat to be deep that way, you're going to have a bad time. Mm, you need 100%. to look at it for what they're trying to do, which is we, as Jesse said, we're forcing you to experiment. Right, we're going to force you to think on your feet, and that's what. If you're going with that attitude. I think you're going to have a fantastic time. Mm-hmm. If you go in wanting it to be Elden Ring, go, oh, this isn't as good. Well, fuck, you You were never going to have a good time with it. And like, exactly. you're, 100%, you're 100% right. So I, that's I, why I... It's comparing apples and tomatoes. Yeah. I, 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 I <laughs> hate that. that. Well done. All, guys, that trick was real bad. I should put it out there. I finished <laughs> it. As you could probably tell by my speech. I finished <laughs> it and it was not good. Um, I'm hoping, though, that with fuse we're not too overpowered i really want another event title island now clarky you're obviously not there yet so you won't quite know what i'm talking about here i, I think uh, event look, i'm aware island. i'm aware of enough of breath of the wild that i do know oh so you know what? event island yeah i yeah. think that is the best area yeah. in one of the best games ever made i adore it i love when so games good. strip you of power to <laughs> me i can only feel powerful in a game when I know how the opposite feels. Mm. So I really like when a game get, lets you get comfortable and then takes it all away from you and says, no, no, learn to survive. Like, use your wits. Don't just hit things. So I think Not surprising at all that you're important. a Metroid fan then. <laughs> That's it. I have a, I, <laughs> not surprising uh, at all. Let's not throw around the terms like, I finished a Metroid game before. I haven't. Okay. <laughs> I admire what they do, though. You can uh, appreciate I, I'm, it. I'm hoping... They have an equivalent there, and the fuse power doesn't make me feel too OP in there. But moving on to another power we've got, which does involve, you know, fusions and such, we have um, Ultra Hand, which is an odd name for it. Is this like a reference to something else? Yeah, that's the thing. I think this is a reference. So before- No, unfortunately for everyone involved. Well, um, I'm just saying he does use goo to stick things together. Exactly. I'm not a doctor. It's adding up. (laughs) Anyway. um, So in, I think it was sort of like the late 60s, early 70s, before Nintendo sort of struck it out with um, arcade cabinets and video games, they were experimenting because they've been a toy company for centuries. Like They've existed for forever. So they were experimenting with toys and trying to, children's toys, Jesse, get your mind out of the gutter. And one of the things that they created was called the Ultra Hand. And basically, it was just a claw on the end of a long stick that you'd grab things with. Not really Ultra. Let's calm down with the terminology there. Well, the long hand. Um, Yeah, but whatever. So, yeah, I I think it's a reference to that. I hope it is a reference to that. That's cool. It it would have. I I, I quite like that. That's the case. Like, yeah, it's just just this thing that they tr- they tried to sort of market and sell and make a business out of in like the late seventies, very early eighties, and then we're like, eh, video games. How about that? In it the does. in the game itself, we see it. It it's used to make vehicles. So in some of the previous trailers, we've seen 
like hot air balloons and little cars and things like that. I definitely assume you just got them kind of as an evolution of the DLC for um, Breath of the Wild, where Link went full, you know, uh, what was that motorbike show called where they did the Biker Mice from Mars? Oh. Yeah, sure. Biker Mice from Mars. He went full Biker <laughs> Mice from Mars. Let's roll with that Biker Elf from Hyrule. Um, and he's, you know, going around getting the ladies. In in this one, I, I thought it was just an evolution of that and there would be more vehicles. No, you make them. So these are all elements that you find around the world. Use Ultra Hand to, to, to glue them together. Some things like, you know, will have motors and gears. There'll be different propulsion systems. You've got, obviously, with a hot air balloon, you've got something that will, like, you know, take you up into the air and things like that. Um, Crazy. This is really, really interesting. How have they made it so we can't break the game? I don't think they have. I think they fully intend for people to break the game. Yep. I think the main thing, I think the obvious thing, though, if you're paying attention to the footage, is that things have a short battery life. Yeah. So yes. you can also see in the previous trailer that little that car that he's driving that's now we can tell was ultra-handed together. At the back of it, there's like this big green like tank thing that's kind of like a battery. So we imagine that's like either just gives an extended battery life or maybe like the motorcycle you can like throw materials in to like to use as like to power uh, it up as a fuel goes. to power it up so you can make it go as far as I you would want. hope I'd like, Something that. like that can yeah. I make an Evangelion oh man well I don't know if there's enough ultra hand goo we don't know mm, well, what those know, limitations are like yeah we <laughs> we don't know what those limitations are like it is one of the things I'm most curious about the 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 potential for this is basically only limited by what limit they give you in if they let you build fucking giant mechs or huge statues or whatever they're essentially making like a zelda minecraft almost yeah. at this point yeah mm -hmm. yeah which i don't has, think this will be that game i gotta feel the next one could be i'm not i'm not convinced it's not this game i'm not convinced that they aren't looking at this like it doesn't look like they've, they've done a lot to the graphics they've used the same map and added some bits They've put <laughs> fucking years of work into this new physics system, probably more than anything. What do they think? How, do, how far do they want to take it? The, my main concern is Nintendo only ever support things to a point and then go, well done, bye, like mm -hmm. Animal Crossing or Smash was probably one. Like Smash Ultimate was probably the longest I've ever supported any product I can think of. Although weirdly, Mario Kart 8 is now getting DLC like yeah. years after oh, it initially goodness. released. So who the fuck knows? Maybe they're... Maybe they're turning over a new leaf a little bit here. But Most of it's uh, really good as well, which is Yeah. But like what could this be like like I don't want to say a a, a games as a service, but like a, a living game that people can really go deep in well beyond just finishing the, the, the main quest. When it comes to that sort of thing, I think a, a game for that to work in a game, it can't be too heavy on narrative. I think when you yeah. give a player too much freedom, it can be at the at the cost of narrative. Because I, to me at least, a, a good narrative needs to be tight. That's why I really like you know the Sony first person, the Sony narrative driven games like the Naughty Dog ones and stuff like that. If those games gave you too much freedom, you would sort of break the story they're trying to tell you. Because this is an extension of what is quite a good story, Breath of the Wild. I think they want to try and wrap that story up. And it'll be the next game where they're just like, here's the map, go for it. This is this is just this is the adventure you want to make of it. And there'll be more side quests. There won't be a very 
you know, desperate and direct narrative thread. Because this this game does seem like it's going to have quite a serious narrative to it. That's what I thought about Breath of the Wild, but I ended up ignoring the, the narrative for the vast majority of that game. That like, is a good that, point. I really did not pay that much attention to it. I ignored all of it to go do the shrines and came back and did the legendary beast, whatever they're called, at the end and then went to Ganon. And like that really wasn't the driving force behind the game. It was, what's over there? What's over there? That's that next shrine. How do I open that so I can get inside? Like that was the that was the driving force. It really wasn't the story. Also, just with the ultra hand things, we're I think everyone's focusing on the vehicles you can make, but to make the boat as we see in the trailer, they glue wood wooden logs together. Can I make a house? Maybe. They're, I would in, imagine even in even in the trailer, you can see yeah. it looks like there's construction happening. Like this exactly. seems like an era post. Breath of the Wild, where they're like rebuilding Hyrule. Mm-hmm. And so maybe a big part of this game isn't just like building your own house, but like rebuilding Hyrule as well. Like, well, getting Anumis, the materials. I'd, I'd the, love that. I'd love Anumis, me what, what's the too. What's the town you make in, um, in Breath of the Wild? Oh, um, yeah. Tarrytown. Tarrytown. Yeah. Tarrytown. Yeah. That and Eventide Island are my two favorite parts of the game because they're just not narrative, they're just like. And it's such a Zelda thing to like sprinkle thing. in a little idea in a previous game and then blow it up in in the next game. You know what I mean? Like, oh an- yeah. Anuma already like he says at the start is like there's lots of fun things that we've added to this world and or that aren't uh, that are changed in this world, but we're not going to show you them right now. Like that could be what he's implying to the fact that there is this mm. a lot of rebuilding going on and and Hyrule is becoming a new Hyrule after it got pretty fucked up. But yeah. And just to wrap up um, our discussion on the on the on the four powers, we've also got to send. Um, you know how sometimes you see a roof, and you want to go through the roof. This is the power for you. It just sends you through the top <laughs> of the building. Hold on, that is a daily struggle for me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. I like yeah. how you uh, say like, oh, if you're caught in a cage, you know what to do. All right, <laughs> this. I don't know yeah. why this is the last power they showed. It's really Having, it's honestly. Fine. I, having said that, like, I, you know, it might not be the most exciting, but, like, say dungeons are back in this game. Like, if they're bringing back the dungeons and you need to escape from a it's dungeon, the escape it's, rope. An, it's an escape rope. Like, that's yeah. mm. pretty cool. Like, I, and yeah, it's, it's I, I wonder if it might be one of the powers I use the most. Like, yeah, it, it's just going to make traversal. It's going to yeah. change traversal. So you're going to use it a lot, potentially. The like quality yeah. of life thing more than anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah just, it's just going to speed up climbing in, in a bunch of different ways. It's just going to take away that barrier. I know this would be more from the, uh, sorry, a less, upon, uh, less popular opinion, that's the word I'm looking for, than my take on the breakable weapons. But because I really like the survival elements of Breath of the Wild, I used to like if there was you know, a cliff face, I couldn't climb to the top, going around collecting all the fruits, making all the foods I needed to climb it. I, I liked that, that feeling. And I'm, I'm hoping you still have that moment. I'm hoping that um, the, the the Ascend power doesn't completely just rule out climbing on no, it, still using well, that stamina that, bar. And, it, it definitely well, won't because yeah. you need a cave. It's it looks like not, not, all, not all places will be exactly. use It's completely stamina. dependent on having yeah. caves is basically yes. what it was exactly. saying. It's yeah. like... Yeah. Oh, see this cave here. Now I can go through the roof of the cave and I'm on top of the mountain. And it's like, okay, cool. So I'm going to put a couple of caves on maybe some of the bigger areas or halfway up some of the bigger climbs mm. to just sort of keep people like going, oh, well, I'm not going to go up there because it's going to take me forever. Kind it of would be very useful if, if it indeed, indeed went full Minecraft and you could start digging 
But I think it's yeah. just a, it's also another good way to I, I can see it being um, more you know uh, as you said it's like in a dungeon kind of like oh well we can quickly go from level to level or like up some of maybe yeah. the more castle like structures to mm. sort of explore a bit more optimally or you know get around some things but you know time will tell I think it is definitely more of a quality of life one per uh, se a, that a, they'll have a few in a game that. Also, we're revisiting a map. Yes, they've added more to it. But I'm not sure making me struggle to climb that mountain the second time is that engaging. Like, yeah, I can go back and play that in Breath yeah. of the Wild that way. That can be the challenge. But maybe making it easier for me to travel around this Hyrule I'm already familiar with is kind of the right move, especially yeah, if they're I- just adding more to it anyway. Like, make the land. Like, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I-, I think it might I be I just ultra-handed a, f- a Ford Explorer. So I want to be driving. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about me. So I think. As well, right? So, in the original, like in in Breath of the Wild, there was the the climbing set, and if you upgrade your sets and you get the set bonus, blah blah blah. I think it was a missed opportunity to not have um, the climbing sets prevent you from slipping mm-hmm. in the rain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's I think going to be one of the biggest things because don't get me wrong, I love climbing all of the random shit in Breath of the Wild. I love just randomly exploring and being like. Yeah, fuck it. I'm gonna scale that cliff today. Well, why not? And like the the shenanigans that comes from that, you know, you're halfway up and then you see a dragon. And you're like, what the fuck is happening? How cool was um, that big dragon you see in the distance when you're on the sky? Yeah. Oh my oh, god, that's so cool. I showed that to Sophie and she made a noise that I've never heard before. <laughs> um, but you know, like it's it's gonna be a, a quality of life thing for things like that as well, where it's gonna be like, cool. I don't have to stress too much about. Oh, I've got to go all the way up this like take three steps, slide back down yeah. to to eventually get up this fucking cliff. It's just like... And also, if you think about it, because of the divine beast powers that you get in Breath of the Wild, there was one in particular which a lot of people would use to help kickstart yes. that scaling of a mountain. Yes. Especially in bad yes. weather. So, you know, there was already that sort of factor. I guess this is just reworking it in a slightly different way. Can now, I if you want to... My- Oh, yeah, I, was I, was, I just want to say my batshit crazy theory about this. One of the things they're not showing us yet. I know everyone wants Zelda to be playable, right? In this concept art of Zelda in this game that has her holding a Sheikah Slate, right? It's a Sheikah Slate that looks a bit Switch-like now, as opposed oh, to what you like. It's got a blue switch. side and a red side. Um, however, I'm not sure why they would redesign the Sheikah Slate if it didn't have some use. Link doesn't have it, which means he doesn't have the Sheikah Slate abilities from the first game. What if Zelda is playable as this ga- in this game and she has the Sheikah Slate abilities that you had in the last game? And you can either mm. switch between the two of them or possibly, and this is way out there, you can do it co-op. And this is like how it becomes that whole Minecrafty thing where you're like two people like building shit together. She's doing stasis stuff slash the magnesis stuff slash whatever, the ice things while you're doing the, the new abilities and like working together in that way. Or at least switching between them and being able to use those different power sets for the two of them. Let me switch between them, like Grand Theft Auto Five. So, like mm, you, that, go yes. into, yes. you go into you Prin- go mm. into Princess Zelda and she's drunk on a mountain, like Trevor. <laughs> and she's like she's like fighting a horse, something like that. That'll be cool. But I'm I'm waiting. When does the game come out? May. Yeah. May twenty fifth. Okay, that that's crazy. I think six weeks. If it, if it had co-op, I think we'd know by now because no, I, I, that, I, would I, be, mm, that would be I disagree. That'll be balling sales, though. You'd be yeah. pre-orders out the wazoo. 100%. But also, this is Nintendo, and you know as well as I do, 
but they're fucking idiots when it comes to marketing 90% of the time. But also, it works on you, Simon. How many switches do you have? Metroid Prime Remaster. Just like four weeks ago. That's because Nintendo doesn't even care about Metroid. This this presentation <laughs> this presentation itself feels like a, a compromise between Nintendo's marketing team and yeah. the developers being like, yeah. yes. all right, Absolutely. well, I, I, we'll give I you agree. something. I, I feel like if they had the choice, they would show nothing, and the that fact, game will still sell millions. They like, know, exactly yeah. right. They want it to be a secret. You think about like the trailers for Breath of the Wild, and they had to prove that concept, and so they had to have the big, like, this is the gameplay reveal. Mm-hmm. This is the fucking 30-minute yep. Treehouse Live thing we did. They did multiple of them to show you different things. Yeah, yeah. They did um, big trailers that showed off the gameplay mechanics. The big ones. They did a big story trailer that was hype as shit. I still oh, love that trailer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Love that trailer, the music and stuff in it. They've done, all of their trailers have been really short Weirdly cut together, obscure, even the stuff we saw in this 13 minute gameplay thing are all things they have actually shown us, just didn't tell us what it was yet. Yeah. Like, this is the stuff they want us to know about. Mm-hmm. They so much they don't want us to see that we be a surprise. Absolutely. Worry though, before, before we move to the next topic, my worry is if they don't show the co op feature, if they, if they are indeed doing that, you know how we're all going to find out about this? Leaked box art on the back will say co op. That's how we're going to find out, and that's going to bum me sure, out. I'd sure, rather sure. Than I show th- it in a proper like. I I didn't watch this direct live. I was doing something or other work, maybe I don't know. Um, so I I watched it um a few hours later, and I thought the whole direct was going to just be Tears of the Kingdom, but there was a whole there was some other stuff, wasn't there? No, it, was just, it was just it was no, just, it was just, just the this, gameplay this, and the just this video. Okay, must I must watch a weird video that was like stitched together. Um. I would, I would like there to be another Zelda Direct between now and then, but I, I didn't know it was around that around the corner. So nah, yeah, it's, it's not happening. It's definitely not going to be in, like that. That's all. Five weeks away. Look, you know what it could be? It could be a DLC they're lining up. Uh, well, absolutely. If, I think I think the co-op is my hairbrain out there thing. I think that though, having Zelda playable with the Sheikah Slate powers and being switching is less crazy. I agree. Yeah, that I'm, checks I'm, out. I agree, and I'm also like again. It wouldn't surprise me if they sort of kept it quiet because that's going to generate the post-launch hype more than yeah. anything is, oh my God, I can play this co-op or oh my God, I can switch with Zelda. Like well, Shit like that is going to absolutely just catapult. There is an industry built around people discovering shit in Zelda. Like they mm. know how that is going to fuel a fan base and fuel energy yep. around this thing. Yeah. If you want to hear more of our thoughts on uh, Tears of the Kingdom, uh, these sweet lads, well, I know at least Joel, uh, Simon, and I believe Kyron was on the episode last week, mm-hmm. uh, episode of Dialogue Options, where they spoke about it uh, a bit more, went into a bit more detail about a few other things. Um, Dialogue Options, of course, being our more video game-centric podcast as part of the Story Mode Gaming Network. Go search for it on Spotify and iTunes. Give them a like, give them a subscription, and do the same for the Story Mode podcast, the one you listen to right now, the podcast that is about to talk about the funeral for a friend. <sighs> Guys, E3, she's dead. Yep. She's, okay, she's not dead, but Thank she's you. surrounded by family and friends right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's comfortable. The news isn't good. She's um, comfortable. The, made the, question, yeah, the question she's comfortable. remains is just, do we do this eulogy style, like one at a time? Or, <laughs> <you know. laughs> Danny is boy. Is it just a big love-in? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
All right, so I'm going to read through a, a bit of a spiel from ABC News, Australian ABC News, not the American one. Uh, video game industry exhibition E3 has been cancelled for the third time in four years, with the ongoing future of the event uncertain as companies choose to hold their own showcases and product announcements. E3 organizer Reed Pop announced on Thursday that both digital and in-person events planned for E3 2023 will no longer take place in June this year. The announcement follows the cancellation of E3 events in 2020 and 2022 due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, E3 2021 event was held online, but without industry titans Sony and EA, which instead held their own digital events. IGN reported in January that Xbox, Nintendo and Sony would not take part in the event this year, with companies such as Xbox and Ubisoft electing to hold their own showcases. And that was sort of the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, yeah. Last week, a, yeah. a bunch of the smaller developers, like Devolver, they said, nah, we're out as well. It was it could, Ubisoft, it I think, was the one. Ubisoft, Ubisoft yeah. was sort of, yeah, that's that. That that's was the, the one, one. That did it. Where it's like, oh, Ubisoft is not there. Well, there's no show. Like that's Yeah, that's it. Ba- done. That's basically it. And I'm not saying that Ubisoft with the heart and soul of E3, but it's like, if anyone's going to show up to this thing, it's going to be them. And if they're not going, that desperate. shit's not happening. Now, we could speak about the, the politics of it all. We could speak about the, the the good or the pros and the cons of these sort of big events and, you know, what to come with them. But I don't want to do that right now. I have such a soft spot in my heart for E3 because it was such a concentrated time of joy for gamers. Or, oh, yeah. Not even just joy, just discussion. Because you can have a bad E3. And it doesn't matter because you have something to talk about with your friends. It, I used to have mates over. We would get drunk at 3 a.m. in the morning um, to watch, you know, Ubisoft. It was an event. It was so cool. And then, look, we'll try to recreate it with things like the Game Awards and things like that. But none of them really have the same feel as E3 does. So I want to kind of go across across the room um, and just tell me your favorite memories of, of E3. Was there, uh, was there a particular announcement what is going to be? What is your key memory of E3, Simon? What do you got? All right, uh, two in particular, but the one I'm going to lead with is the announcement and reveal of the upcoming Nintendo console, the Nintendo Revolution. Mm-hmm. What a fucking code name, and what a fucking reveal! And the fact that that didn't make it to market, that they didn't. Keep it as the revolution still baffles me. That was such a fucking cool name. Oh yeah, <clears throat> but goddamn, that was like one of the most exciting times. I was like overjoyed at this because for years, you know, playing GameCube and uh, no one plays Nintendo games anymore. Is he dunking on himself? <laughs> no, I'm dunking on the people that used to bully me for playing Nintendo games. Yeah, you got them. Wait, me? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, I activated your trap card. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it was really cool to all of a sudden, all of this hype is generating around Nintendo and their upcoming revolution. All of these amazing games are, you know, rumored to be happening. And then it was the Zelda Twilight Princess reveal. Oh, like that was so damn cool. Like what a fucking good time that was. I loved it. I still dream about it to this day. Not as often as perhaps I should, but you know, long lost loves and all that. Do you oh. remember the day they released the press release announcing the title was the Wii? And like yeah. and like I the, the, always this has got to be a joke, right? This is yeah. not 
this is not real. They're not calling it <laughs> the fucking way. Yeah. That was a weird day. <laughs> that was such a weird day. Like you, yeah. you had the perfect name. It was called the Revolution. <laughs> Stick with that. Like, holy fuck. That's so cool. No, it's called Nintendo Wii because it's about all of us. And it's like, oh, that, that it's all of us way. and slightly racist. Yeah, the French people are very confused. <laughs> Jesus. Wasn't there, there was that guy? I can't remember they called him. I'm trying to look up now. They called him like Mr. Caffeine or whatever. And I remember him making jokes about the Wii. He made all these really awkward dick jokes. I think it was, I think it was like a Ubisoft um, press conference. And it was probably the cringiest showcase I've ever seen. I hate the word cringe. Are you thinking mm. of Jamie Kennedy? At I was going to say, no, Jamie this is Kennedy? worse than Jamie Kennedy. I'm, I'm I don't know how I, I'm mystified that there was something worse than that. Aaron Priceman. He was, um, what was he there for? He was there for Ubisoft and the whole thing he's making these like, he's trying to make these jokes and just staring at the crowd waiting for them to laugh and then he started going on about like, hey, do you want to come ho- come to my house and look at my Wii? And it's like, in Actually, that context, that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean dick. That is urine. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't flush a toilet. Come and look at my Wii. <laughs> I don't know. It was weird. Whenever I hear the, the, t- the name Wii, I, that's the first thing I think of. So E3 isn't all, all good, I guess. No, and look, there were absolutely, like, within the same sort of time span, some awful Nintendo E3 mm-hmm. presentations. Like the Wii Music one. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's in my. I made a cringe. list of my top five to bring to the table. The, <laughs> oh, Wii, yeah. music, the Wii Music showcase is oh. absolutely on there, with particularly the line, all right, guys, let's bring the house down. <laughs> oh, <Lord. laughs> right before it starts. All right, Clark, give, give us, give us <laughs> these five. Give me these five. Sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll run through them. Most of them are just memories or lines that stuck with me. Uh, Beginning with uh, number five, Ridge Racer. Yeah, whole thing. Yeah. amazing. Um, the guy is a Genji when he's going on about this is a an authentic, authentic Japanese history crab video game. Yes. Yeah. yeah, here's this giant crab here. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Uh, we music presentation at number three. Um, <laughs> Look how we've listed these out. I'm so happy. Let's see. Uh, number number two. Uh, well, bam! There it is. So when he uh, the connect presentation, where he's, have you ever seen the sole of an avatar's oh my foot? God! Bam! There it is. Didn't that presentation that, go yep. on for like half an hour? Wasn't it like the yep. longest? Way too long, it and it didn't the, even work. The Project Nadal reveal. Yep. Yeah. Project yeah. Nadal. We made Joel. We, made we a parody made video. A of fucking that. parody video of that. <laughs> we do. Like in, I don't. I've got to find that way. I don't think it's online. Online. Anymore. If you I'm can find sure. that, I will Hang post on. it on our Twitter. It might have been a little bit homophobic because that was the like the the, the <laughs> yeah. tactile human. Did have time, some so some slightly problematic. If you can find it, it <laughs> delete it. <laughs> yeah, good yeah. never be. Good. Good. It from the face before we get cancelled. Yeah, uh, and my my personal number one moment was the Final Fantasy VII remake reveal in that was so cool. I that cried was- uh, genuinely because that it, it just Final Fantasy VII is like a part of my life like a, a bonding memory that i have with my dad um and then in 2015 after like all the bullshit and then going no no it's happening and i got it a what, what was it a short uh five years later and six that years. was a proper surprise like that mm. didn't e3 is full of leaks but like i'll get to my what my they big kept review that, was they kept that one that one i didn't i'm not a final fantasy fan but even i felt like the gaming world shook at that moment. It was yeah. so yeah. cool. And just seeing one of my favorite parts of E3 
especially the more modern ones with like you know, social media and stuff like that, is going on Twitter and just seeing some of my favorite people that I follow so ecstatic when their game gets revealed. Yeah. It is such a cool feeling. Yeah. You think of that person immediately like, oh, they're going to be so happy. I can't, yep. I can't wait to see their reaction to that. Like watching the, the Switch reveal or the Switch E3 when, when Met- well, uh, Joel, you and I and Kyron were in a chat at the time. Yep. And like watching Metroid Prime 4 be, not that game's out or anything, or has any chance coming anytime soon, but Metroid Prime 4 teaser mm-hmm. and just like, Kyron, are you okay? Kyron, are you okay? <laughs> I, I just, like, I think we talked about this on a recent episode where I, I think all the, the message was, we're like, oh my God, Kyron, Kyron. And he just wrote back, <laughs> yes. That was the only response that he had to us. Was, I love. Not capitals, just yes. 2023 <laughs> is the year of Kyron Morrison. Like the games that are coming out are just all him. Yep. <laughs> it's yep. so good. <laughs> he is living right now. Rod, what's your E3 memories? Uh, a couple spring to mine. Clarky's kind of stolen mine a little bit because definitely Apologize. Final Fantasy Seven. No, I mean it's like it's hard. I mean you had five choices, so you know how dare you. But anyway, um, <laughs> I just didn't want. I didn't want to have my nuts, my little dick and nuts out on the story mode podcast. So I tried. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Wait. Can we hold up? Then? What? <laughs> didn't want to get your wee out, did you? Yeah. Your little dick and nuts, Jesse. The Jesse. The the allegory is that I didn't want to be exposed on your podcast that you kindly invited oh, me to. Oh, because that bean uh, seals. Yeah. Um, Final Fantasy VII remake, but I'm going to just in general, um, expand that to the E3 of dreams. Generally, what I think is like the pinnacle of E3. If you think about all the hypest press conferences, hypest moments, that 2015. Sony press conference is as good as it gets. Starting with the re-reveal of The Last Guardian, right? That game was thought to be dead and it was fucking back. The rumors were true. Go through it a little bit later on. Yes, they open up with highly anticipated game. They show the fucking live stream in the background and everyone goes, don't you fucking dare tease us again because they've done it before. (laughs) They They did it with the re-release, didn't they? They did it with the re-release about six months earlier. The tech demo for the PS3 that was the redo of the opening of Final Fantasy VII, like they had made us believe that Final Fantasy Remake was a thing for a long time. And then to sit there and go, can this actually be it? And then like watching that trailer, the little hints make you go, this is fucking Midgar. This is fucking Final Fantasy VII. Holy shit, this is them. Seeing Cloud, seeing Barrett's gun, Cloud's Buster Sword. Then the moment at the end where it's just the, the logo and then Remake. I'm getting shivers just thinking about it. Mm. Followed almost immediately by the reveal of um, Shenmue 3, a series thought to be long fucking dead. Yep. Like, this is as good as press conferences get. I go back and watch the Easy Hour. Not was it was game trailers, sorry. The game trailers reaction, live reaction to this, whenever I just need to pick me up. Because the amount of just, there is te- literal tears of joy on screen. Yeah. Is like everything is the promise of E3 like fulfilled. And there's a reason it's now in decline because it can never get better than this. No. <laughs> 2015. And that was it. It was the peak. 2015 also had that Bethesda conference where they had Doom, Dishonored, and Fallout 4. And I think 2015 was so good. I think it was a good year for Nintendo as well. Actually, it might have been the Wii U, so maybe not actually it would be <laughs> the Wii U. But speaking yes. of, though... Um, there's been many times when Nintendo has saved E3 or saved like Summer Games Fest in recent years with their um, directs and stuff. But the year they ended, I think it was the last time they might have done an actual live in-person event 
when they revealed um, Nintendo Land on the Wii U. Oh, and they yeah. ended the press conference with one more thing, and it was fireworks above Nintendo Land. It was yep. the biggest anticlimax of all yeah, fucking time. That was very it's funny. like the lowest point of so three for me. I just want to touch on that very briefly because Nintendo have mastered the art of the one more one thing. More thing. Yeah. And it always, almost always, being a fucking bombshell reveal. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's a remake that everyone's been clamoring for, whether it's, you know, the next Zelda or the next Mario game or whatever, Smash. you know, something to really fucking stir people up. But one more thing, when they do it right, is unfucking parallel when they do it wrong, when they miss and they're like oh exo exactly. coming to switch or something like that <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, when the, when they miss they miss harder than anything else on the entire <laughs> fucking planet but that's only like, because Jesus. they have set the expectations so exactly. high with the amount of times yeah. they have blown it out of the water yeah yeah exactly yeah. thinking so, with nintendo as well what i really like about e3 is it put a face to a lot of people within the gaming industry mm. i think before e3 was a really a thing i i didn't know anyone but like you had like, you know, like Gabe Newell came up on stage for Sony. Um, but the one that said that for me is Reggie. Everyone Reggie, got to know Reggie. And Reggie exists be- as like an entity because of E3. Yeah. My yeah, name yeah, is Reggie. Love Reggie. Was, yeah. I'm about E3. kicking ass. I'm about taking That's- names. And we're about making games. That was one <laughs> and of Holy shit. My, my body is ready. Body is- <laughs> <Yeah>. There was <laughs> a, a dry crotch in the house. Okay. <laughs> you don't you don't go soft for the Reginator, that's for no. sure. No. Uh that he was goes harder than anyone. That was really, really cool. I it humanized it. And especially Absolutely. with I mean, look, I'm just gonna jump in front of you here, Joel, and just say what mine was. And mine got I think a I different perspective. Is. It was it was God of War yeah, in twenty sixteen. hundred percent. The music cool. comes up, this orchestra's playing, and it was like it was like four AM here. And we've all had a fair few drinks at this point, so we're all a little bit tired. And that happens. And then this was kept secret. No one knew this was happening. And you see Atreus, and then the camera scrolls up, and you see this face. And I knew who it was, but it just... I, I knew it was Kratos, but my brain's like, no, of course it's not. It can't be. It can't possibly be. And I remember I, I've seen so many reaction videos of being, people being like, wait, wait, wait. And then just losing it, I got so just like choked up at that moment because it was such a, a important character in my kind of you know life playing games. I, I I love the God of War games. Seeing him back, seeing it done with such a uh, uh, you know grandeur with this orchestra playing, the rain coming down, and one of the best reveal trailers I've ever seen. That that yeah. seamless transition into gameplay absolute chills and then the you know a few months later when um raising kratos the sort of documentary so about big, how the santa yeah. monica team made it you get to see how tense they were i've got this really weird thing and this doesn't sound really stupid i often get really quiet during some trailers i get like weirdly choked up watching trailers that intro the team i love watching a group of people who have all got the same goal They've all tried so hard, and this is the moment. Like, this is where it all comes to fruition. This is where the world gets to see what they've made, and they that always gets to me. So, watching what how stressed out they were, and how like Corey couldn't watch people's reaction; he just couldn't be there. I don't know. That always gets to me, and that's why 
I mean, my my sort of equal um, number one moment is, I mean, we've got the guy who introduced Yanni, which I think everyone knows that moment. He got really emotional on stage. But I've also, um, I, I'm still looking up his name. When uh, Mario Battle Kingdom, Mario Rabbit Battle Kingdom was announced. Da- uh, Davide? That, that was name. cool. Yeah. And when they, they're talking about like the work that the teams put in. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, Miyamoto's on stage saying, like, this is a really important game. And you see him just, like, the months and years of hard work and just... I mean, because that, that, that game was a massive risk. It was such a strange game. Uh, and this and was it just also on top of... Oh, that was also on top of the fact that the game had pretty much, like, leaked. The reveal had been leaked and people were like, what the fuck is this shit? And mm. then people were very excited for it as well. It was... It was like a snowball effect. Huge, that was one of the ones. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a game that benefited from a leak. Mm. Like, get everyone to go, what the fuck? And then see it for real and go, actually. And on, then for like, me to yeah. play it and be like, that's maybe one of the best games I've ever played. I, I absolutely adore that game. It's great. But seeing just that was sort of him, just like all the emotions that he had built up that week just released. And it was so cathartic and nice. And again, really humanize the people making games i think did miyamoto miyamoto gave him like a moment as well mm. um like and really like gave him a special shout out like it's just like it, it's a moment that's it's career defining like yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. i yeah. also just want to mention uh the the 1995 e3 where um i've got i've completely forgotten his name here uh but the the ceo for sony came out this is back when sega's like oh you know our content's gonna be 399 and he came on stage. He just said two ninety nine, and he walked 299, off. Two ninety nine, and then walked Holy off. That was it. Yeah, shit. yeah. What no one's dick was, has been bigger. It was it's, also too. I think that was like Sega came out with like three ninety nine, and it's available today because that was the Sega Saturn, wasn't it? Sega Saturn, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were like, it's available today. We've got a whole bunch of shipments waiting at Toys, and that led to the point where a whole bunch of retailers refused to stock um, Sega's products. Because they were like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Um, like, yeah, it was this wild thing. Like, um, the, yeah, and then yeah, to have that little like cherry on top. Those well, are the moments the, I, I like when there's a little bit of like back and forth between some of the the the, the bigger um, the bigger consoles. Like, remember the whole uh, how, you, how how do you lend games to each other? The PS4, yeah. the PS4 <laughs> so reveal press conference after the Xbox One, like within the same week, I think it was. Yeah, um, and they made. Microsoft basically go first with the price and they went and undercut it. It was huge. That was yep. huge. Oh yeah. Yeah. And like the console that, was they, like that, that is that Microsoft lost that generation of consoles off that off that moment. Week. They like, yeah, that took that them week. years to get back from there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I hate the whole back. bullshit console or blah blah blah, whatever. Mm. But these little like friendly per se uh digs at each other. I love that. I love that little. The, the a little, little bit of banter, a little bit of banter between the boys. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah, massive, massive fan of that. Joel, how about you? Um, a, lo- a lot of what ha- everyone said, um, and also we, we talked about it a, a fair bit on, um, on Dialogue Options last week as well, so go listen to that. Um, but the ones that stick out to me, uh, it's just in terms of, like, the spectacle of E3, um, say what you will about this game, and again, we talked about this last week as well, but Say what you will about the game and the product, the final product of it, but the re-reveal of Cyberpunk 2077 at Microsoft's conference was fucking masterful. Was that the like, one with Keanu? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, it started yeah. with 
it started with Phil Spencer on stage talking and like doing his thing and then all the lights went off and the screen got like hacked. And then not only that, the screen got hacked and then all the codes and stuff that popped up were all codes for The Witcher 3 Ultimate Edition. So cool if you get, managed to grab one of those, you could get a free copy of that game. Um, and then having the re-reveal of Cyberpunk 2077 and then end with Wake Up Samurai, We've Got a City to Burn. Wake the fuck up, yeah. Samurai, We've Got a City Wake to Burn. Wake the fuck up, Samurai. And then being like, wait, is that Keanu Reeves? And then him walking out on stage. Out on stage. Like, so good. What the fuck is happening? Like, You're beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Like, And then all the memes after it as well. Like, it was yeah. like, that's the stuff I love about E3 as well. Like, the, the spectacle of things. When Sony tried to outdo themselves after doing the, last the God of, of War thing, the Last of Us 2 thing, having the Ghost of Tsushima, that guy playing that instrument and just having the best fucking time that was, that was life. amazing. So good. Like, so every cool. time there's a car on stage that no one gave a shit about because it was a racing game. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. his Ford fans Ford's present up, the, the game. He's a Ferrari. <laughs> I wish we saw E3. So when we had the Spider-Man 2 reveal, we could have got all the cast from Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark on stage. Oh, my God. God All the surviving ones. Swift Smith (laughs) could have been in the game. All the surviving ones. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, like, so I love the the whole spectacle of things. Like, um, and then if you go back in history, like, obviously, I wasn't there or, like, as into video games then or, like, knowing about the industry or anything. But, like, the Metal Gear Solid 2. Like, yes. That trailer for, mm. you know, which is basically the opening of the game and a giant fucking misdirect anyway, um, mm. which that, like, that builds even better. It pays off down the track when that game comes out and mm. what it's about and what it means. But, um, but yeah, like, stuff like that where it's just, like, this giant moment of spectacle. Um, and, yeah, Cyberpunk may have been a bit of a dumpster fire and is getting better, but, like, um, that moment, because I was very excited for that game, but like that moment was cool. And then the song that was in the trailer for, um, I think it's called Spoiler by a, a, an electronic artist called Hyper. Um, I still listen to that song to this day because it, it is such a fucking great track. And yeah, it's, it, yeah, I love those big giant spectacle moments of E3. See, good I, and bad. Yeah, but oddly enough, I, whilst I agree with you in the sense of like, yeah, I love the big giant spectacle moments. I also, I think I kind of prefer the smaller off-the-cuff moment. Oh, of course, 100%. Yeah. Like, and that's yeah, why I never sort of, loved the Ubisoft ones. Because like, Ubisoft always try to make, be like, no, this needs to be big dubstep still thing. Uh, 2018, still dubstep. My God. I should right, yeah. on stage, we're going to play some dubstep. Yeah, or, oh like, my God, look, it's, it's Ubisoft's one, and oh, look, they've got a whole bunch of dance. Okay, yeah, it's just dance again. All right, this is going to go on for 15 fucking minutes. Just because you can't dance. Don't be bitching about Just Dance, sir. I'm not bitching about Just Dance. I'm bitching about the fact that of their half an hour long presentation, 15 minutes of it is the opening bit full of dancers. Just so they can announce Just Dance. Don't draw attention to it. And also, you are underselling Ubisoft. I will happily undersell Ubisoft any day. You're saying half an hour. Those things used to go for an hour and a half. Sorry, yeah, you know. They were right. an hour and a half. So <laughs> yeah. 15 minutes of that presentation was fucking nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it should it have been the whole thing. There, there was a time when these things were proper press conferences for their mm-hmm. like shareholders, and they would yes. do spend half their time talking about fucking sales numbers of the PlayStation 2 and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like, they became yeah. ads for, further down the line. Mm-hmm. I think the sad thing for me, if, if, if E3 really is done it's never coming back i am praying 
that there is one last chance. They just fucked up the timing this year, and with enough notice, they'll be able to maybe get away, try it one last time next year and maybe get that ball rolling. But if they really is truly done, I think the thing that I'm just saddest about is like that week, like that week that gets carved out, basically, where it's not just the press conference after press conference at fucking 2 a.m. or while I'm at work, they have to sneak a little peek at it while between clients and stuff like that. It's they're then the 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 people that you trust in the media who are there on the showroom, who spend the day there and come back and they talk about the games they played and what they saw and like get the impressions firsthand. Like just being able to immerse yourself in that. The amount of time I spent on fucking game trailers around E3 time. Ah, oh, that was the week of most, some the most memories. pure gaming week there was. Yeah. yeah. And it now was, it's it gaming Christmas. Because, see, I don't think he'll come back. And credit yeah. to Reed Pop. From what I've, I've been re- doing a bit of reading, reading to read pop, they tried hey. their hearts out trying to get this back. And it was just all the publishers are like, nah, we're doing our own thing. So, you know, Sony has their state of plays, um, you know, with these directs. There's no one to exactly. fuck up the, the demos on stage and look awkward. They edit to make yeah. it look exactly as they want to. They release mm-hmm. it when they want to. They've got much free air around them as they want. They don't yep. have to compete with anybody else. That's the they big don't have thing. to pay for fucking showroom like, expo floor booth space or whatever and like stuff to fill it with like it's because yeah. that's the thing we want it to come back but the companies have no they have no sentimentality for it no. it's not no. practical for them it's just us the people who loved it so but much that want that's it. the thing though i feel like i'm i don't know i would like if they were able to give it one more go one one grand e3 finale as it were i would like to see everyone involved you know because nintendo have been doing their own directs for ages and they would still have some presence on the show floor you know a few demos and stuff regardless but they wouldn't hold their press conference live there they'll do the direct first and then oh you can play it on the on the show floor yeah wonderful i'd like to see nintendo do a proper press conference again um i actually remembered another e3 moment which i fucking love and that was the smash 4 reveal where satoru iwata mm-hmm. and reggie fizame mm-hmm. fight and that is, yep. I love it. Like, that's such a fun moment. And yes, obviously it was done in the direct, but, you know, having, you can still, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like there's maybe a hybrid model or something that Nintendo could do that would let them do their wacky shit. And then also, yeah. hey, look, here's, you know, a bunch of grown adults fucking around on a Wii and none of them can keep tempo and everyone's all for Wii music. They, they can, <laughs> they can do that wacky shit in the directs because that's what they were doing. Like it's, yeah. That we what? had that where they fought. We also had fucking the robot chicken one. We also and the had Star the, Fox puppets. The Star Fox puppets one, which was that was so great. Fucking that was so good. good. Like just I think, think about made... how sterile those directs have become, though. Exactly, they, they are that boring. Happens in the transition from everyone, dun, 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 and that same fucking voice going, "Advanced Wars comes back in this." Re-. And you did like, that really well, same... then. Yeah, I, I was think really good. That was. <laughs> But like it's the exact like they've been doing that for years now. They are mm-hmm. not diverging from that. The indie directs they kind of play with a little bit, but they're still at this the same point. I will look forward to it, to it. Just you don't have to say please uh, again. Like <laughs> I, I get it, <laughs> but that's the thing. They're becoming formulaic and and they're trying to stretch them out. Like a lot of the state of plays we've had recently, they will talk about a game that doesn't need to be talked about for ten minutes, and they'll talk about it for fifteen minutes. And it's like yeah, yeah. I think it's a double edged sword because the reason that Publishers are, are using their own little platforms to do this. It's because games can't be buried. Whenever it's post E3, there is 
probably three or four games everyone's talking about, a, a second creamy layer of about 10 games, and then everything mm. else is forgotten about. It's swept under the rug. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit. Unless it had a moment, like something went wrong or something went right, mm-hmm. it's forgotten. And I think that's what yeah. they're trying to avoid because we, the gaming kind of ecosystem at the moment is if a game doesn't sell X amount of copies, it is a failure. And that number- All right, they're fucking that, square Enix. That, that, that pass mark has gotten like so much higher than it used to be. It's ridiculous. Like we have games that are considered failures, like a lot of like live, uh, live service games lately. They've been considered a failure within the first six months and they barely had time to breathe. So I think that demand for sales and numbers has really affected how they put the put the information out to the public, which means they want to avoid competition, which means they're going to avoid things like E3 where things clash. I can even see that things like the Game Awards will get less and less big reveals as companies yeah. go to do it themselves. Yeah. I, I think E3 is just sort of a victim of its own success and also just the way that like the way we communicate has changed. Like yeah, it was totally. it was just for shareholders. And it started getting recorded so people got to see it and get hyped about seeing fucking Wind Waker for the first, or not hyped about Wind Waker because they didn't like that. Yeah, because the 2002, sorry, the 2000 Space World demo looked incredible and yeah, everyone was yeah. like, oh my God, yeah, I want that. Exactly, two years, exactly that. Two years later, Wind Waker. Mm. Then it became a thing you could Wind stream Waker. the press conferences. Then it became like the whole thing was just so saturated in media. And then by that time, the internet has just taken off and- you know, you have access to this stuff all the time. It doesn't just doesn't need. It got so big, it outgrew itself basically. It it's just, Plus, now but, you can just give a streamer a copy of your game early, and you're gonna. Yeah, you, I mean, you're gonna yeah. get just as many eyes across it. That's the cheat code it. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's also I don't know. There's it's definitely there's more to it. I think as a whole, which I think E3 dying signifies. I think the end of the shift of yes the. As you said, sort of the way we communicate and way we genuinely talk about sad games about and this. Yeah, me too. Because like I remember spending a lot of time when I was younger reading the official Nintendo magazine. I'd pick up a copy, you know, every month, and I would read through it front to back like two or three times in that month, and I'd love it. And occasionally, you know, the, the free goodies that you'd get would be amazing. And I remember getting one, and it was a um, demo reel, and it was all of the games that Nintendo had shown off mm-hmm. it was just it was just a dvd it was just dvd full of trailers and i remember the twilight princess trailer and that was awesome you still have that and i don't oh, I've, man, that sucks that that's that's i know that'd be such a cool piece of memorabilia yeah absolutely and that's the thing like i remember almost burning that disc out i was watching it that much i was like this is so damn cool i can't wait to get my hands on this this is going to be amazing blah 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 like freaking the fuck out about how cool this was and we're losing that. We've lost magazines, really, as a gaming communication tool. We've lost forums. Everything's now Discord, which it shouldn't be. Like, Jesus Christ, keep forums running, people. Um, it's a f- you know, like first we, negative thing you've ever said about Discord. I like it. I have, I have plenty of complaints Garbage. about Discord. Uh, it's not. It's just you're bad at it. But <laughs> anyway. Um, yes. I can't yeah. read. <laughs> yeah, e- 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 this stuff is now... Sadly, nostalgia. Like yeah, everything, yeah. it's just that it's now we, you know, don't be sad it's gone. Be happy we lived through the E3 year. I think we were there to our kids won't know how hype it was. They might be into video games, but they won't have that, mm-hmm. you know, E3 experience that we had. Like, yeah, that's all we can do is try and celebrate it. I think we'll uh, we'll wrap it up there, but it is, 
I think it will take a little bit of time for us to realize how big a part of the soul of gaming has kind of gone mm. this week. Yeah. It, 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 it and- genuinely sucks. Um, Jeff Keighley's doing his best to replace it, but it's not the same. Bless Jeff, it's but it's, it's not the no, same. It's not, but yeah, it's, um, yeah. E3 had less added about vaping and the dangers of vaping. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Hopefully we have something new, but uh, it is what it is. But look, if you want to come share your favorite E3 memories with us, come find us on social media. Tell us tell us the parts you missed. Tell us what your favorite E3 memory is slash was. Um, you can find us on socials at Stormit A. U.S. Uh, you can also find more episodes of this podcast on Spotify and uh, the other one, which is called iTunes, and other good podcasting platforms. And you can also find our uh, more gaming-centric podcast, Dialogue Options, hosted by Karen and Joel um, on those same platforms. Go give them a like and a listen. Now, uh, Clarky and Broad, you guys are hosting podcasts. Still, Broad, I'm still holding you to it. So please- sure. Plug your own socials and the socials of your podcast. Um, I'm actually completely off socials as of last week. I realized uh, as soon as I said contact- it. <laughs> Pardon? As soon as I said, I'm like, wait, he's bailed. He, <laughs> yeah, he jumped off can, the sinking ship. You can find the Hunting Seasons TV podcast uh, at huntingseasonspodcast.com or contact us. This is the best way to talk to me if you want. Contact at, hunting season- at huntingseasonspodcast.com. It's TV review podcast reviewed over 200 seasons of television. We do have one final episode coming, hopefully recording over the school holidays are about to happen. And after this, I'm going to go watch that uh, Twilight Princess reveal trailer because I want to re-experience that. So good. Clarky, where can people find you and and your brilliant work? Uh, You can find me over at Twitter at QuantumJC. Um, I also do AFL Supercoach content with the wonderful Jock Reynolds crew. So that's at Jock Reynolds or jockreynolds.com.au. Hey, if you have a crossover where you like AFL Supercoach and video games, come on over. We we love those things. So yeah, we do AFL Supercoach content, things like that. And uh, yeah, there'll be pretty much my my feed is a mess. I will it's I will sports say sports and then massive nerd. If because look, there is a, there's a fair, fairly big crossover between like you know AFL nuts and and uh, and and gamers. If you've ever looked at fantasy fantasy sports and it sort of intimidated you. Jump on the Doc Redder website. I've got a bunch of friends into Supercoach this year and said, start at that site, start with their podcast, and they're all very much into it. Um, so that should be your starting place. Good stuff. Uh, Joel, Simon, if people want to find you just in the streets, can you give us like your contact details, your home address, your phone number, things like that? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I live in the big bin next to... He's a raccoon! Um, <laughs> next next to the McDonald's in Earth CBD. Well, speaking of trash, um, speaking of, um, you know, dumpsters on fire, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me at Psy421, where most of the time I'm just stealing other people's jokes. You're welcome. And Joel. <laughs> you can find me at Jolly Mac. And I'm at Jesse Spanner posting nothing good or useful so don't bother following me no, actually, hold of you to assume I'm stealing your joke yeah, no, damn it. I realized I shot myself in the foot <laughs> so I said that um, but yeah come give us a follow tell us how, you, how, how you're remembering E3 tell us if you're excited about Zelda and tell us if you know, your thoughts on April Fool's Day kind of shit we, we think 
But everyone, big old episode. Thank you so much for joining in. Hope you guys had fun reminiscing. You're always Absolutely. welcome on board. And it wasn't two hours. You, so. It wasn't two hours. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Just shy of that. I've got to avoid that. Yeah, we kind of pushed but it. But dear that. listeners, thanks for tuning in. Uh, play some games, watch the movie, listen to the music, do what you've got to do. Just be safe about it and be good to each other. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. I got a new a new protector for my microphone so the kisses <laughs> don't taste so salty. <laughs>